So today we're talking about one of my favorite places that I've been to so far, and that is Waverly Hills Sanitarium in Louisville, Kentucky. Waverly Hills Sanitarium is located just outside the city of Louisville, Kentucky. Waverly Hills sits on top of a hill overlooking the city, a looming fortress of gloom in its eerie decaying state. During the 1800s and early 1900s, America was ravaged by the then-deadly disease tuberculosis. This terrifying and very contagious disease, of which no cure existed, claimed entire families and sometimes entire towns. In the 1900s, Louisville, Kentucky had one of the highest tuberculosis death rates in all of America. Built on low swampland, the area was a perfect breeding ground for the disease. Waverly Hills opened in 1926. It was considered the most advanced tuberculosis sanatorium in America, but even then most of the patients succumbed to the disease. In the days before antibiotics were available to treat diseases, it was thought that the best treatment for tuberculosis was plenty of fresh air, plenty of nutritious food, and lots of rest. Many patients survived their stay at Waverly, but it has been estimated that up to 64,000 patients died in the sanatorium and up to 10,000 patients died there in just the first three years. In many cases, the treatment for the disease was as bad as the disease itself. Some of the experiments that were conducted in search of a cure seem barbaric by today's standards, but others are now a common practice. Patients' lungs were exposed to ultraviolet light to try and stop the spread of bacteria. This was done in sunrooms, using artificial light in place of sunlight or on the roof or on the porches of the hospital. Since fresh air was thought to also be a possible cure, patients were often placed in front of huge windows or on open porches no matter what season or weather. Old photographs show patients lounging in chairs taking in the fresh air while there is literal snow covering them. Other treatments were less pleasant. Pneumothorax surgical collapsing or deflating a portion of the lung so that it would heal and thoracoplasty opening up the chest and removing up to two to three ribs at a time so that the lungs would have more room to expand and heal. And there were other dire experimental methods as well. None of these methods were effective. In fact, fewer than 5% of patients survived the pneumothorax method. While the patients who survived both the disease and the treatments left Waverly through the front door, the majority of patients left through what came to be known as the body chute. The enclosed tunnel for the dead led from the hospital to the railroad tracks at the bottom of the hill. Using a motorized rail and cable system, the bodies were lowered in secret to the waiting trains. This was done so that patients would not see how many were leaving the hospital as corpses. Their mental health, the doctors believed, was just as important as their physical health. By the late 1930s, tuberculosis had begun to decline around the world, and by 1943, new medicines had largely eradicated in the United States. In 1961, Waverly Hills had closed down, but was reopened a year later as Woodhaven Geriatric Sanatorium. 
There have been many rumors and stories told about the patient's mistreatment and unusual experiences during the years that the building was used as an old age home. Some of them have been proven to be false, but others have unfortunately turned out to be true. Electroshock therapy, which was considered to be highly effective in those days, was widely used for a variety of ailments. Budget cuts in the 1960s and 1970s led to both horrible conditions and patient mistreatment, and in 1982, the state closed the facility for good. Sometime during the 1990s, a homeless man and his dog were sleeping in the building. Two teenagers who had become obsessed with devil worship entered the building, attacked the man, and murdered him in the name of Satan, and threw his body down an empty elevator chute. They were later arrested and sent to prison. Ghost hunters and thrill seekers can join the paranormal tours run regularly by Waverly Hills. There have been reports of numerous spirits, apparitions, and ghosts still residing in the sanatorium. At the main entrance of the building, the ghost of an old woman is often seen. Usually she is reported running out of the front door. Her hands and legs are usually chained and blood drips from her wrists and ankles. She cries for help before she disappears into the air. The ghost of a man in a white coat and pants have been seen in the kitchen and cafeteria. No one knows who he is, but it is presumed that he is an old employee of Waverly Hills, who has remained there after his death. The smells of food often walk from the kitchen, though no meals have been served since 1982 when the geriatric hospital was closed. Many visitors in paranormal groups have seen or sensed a little girl on the third floor who is known as Mary. Some say that she plays with the ball. Others have only heard the ball bouncing on the floor or down the stairs. And the ball bouncing has also been attributed to a little boy named Timmy. Apparently, his spirit likes to play games with the living. One visitor told a guide that he had encountered a little girl in one of the third floor rooms that wasn't normal. She kept saying that she had no eyes. He was terrified and he refused to enter the building again. Some have seen the child peering out of the third floor windows. What is now called the body chute is actually a 500 foot long tunnel that leads from the hospital to the railroad tracks at the bottom of the hill. Concrete steps line one side of the tunnel while the other side consists of a motorized rail and cable system. Paranormal activity has been reported in the tunnel and consists of apparitions, voices, a sense of dread, and strange lights. Many people have also reported that they have seen lights in the building at night, though there has been no electricity in the building for many years and no glass to reflect light. A security guard once reported that he'd seen a television playing in a room on the third floor. From outside, he could see what appeared to be the distinct flicker of a television in a dark room. He went upstairs to investigate, but found nothing out of the ordinary. Ghost hunters are often drawn to the fifth floor in the roof of the former sanatorium. The fifth floor consists of two nurse stations, a pantry, a linen room, a medicine room, and two medium-sized rooms on both sides of the nurse's station. One of these rooms, 502, is the subject of many rumors and legends, and just about every curiosity seeker that has broken into Waverly Hills over the years has wanted to see. According to legends, people have seen shapes and shadows moving in the windows, and have heard disembodied voices ordering trespassers to get out. Rumors and stories say that in 1928, the head nurse in room 502 was found dead in the room. She had committed suicide by hanging herself from the light fixtures. 
She was 29 years old and at the time of her death had allegedly been unmarried and pregnant. Her depression over the situation had led her to take her own life. Some people believe that she had been murdered by one of the doctors at Waverly because he had impregnated her. And at the time, her being unmarried and having a baby would have been frowned upon. And it would have ruined the doctor's reputation. When she was found, it was unknown how long her body had been hanging there. The experiences recorded on the fifth floor involved many sightings of strange shapes and shadow people often seen in the corridors. One paranormal investigator witnessed in what looked like a human shadow moving up and down the fourth floor hallway. One of the shadows actually appeared to be looking around the corner at him. A guard saw a floating head in one of the rooms late night. He screamed and rushed downstairs where he passed out. He was so terrified that he never returned to the sanitarium. Some visitors have heard the sound of children singing nursery rhymes coming from the roof. When the hospital was a tuberculosis facility, children were taken up to the rooftop for helotherapy in which they were exposed to the supposed healing rays of the sun. All of Waverly seems to be haunted by a grim presence called the Creeper. The Creeper is a dark, terrifying entity that crawls along the floors and walls of Waverly Hills. Some believe it is an otherworldly spirit or a demonic force, while others believe it's a human spirit that has been twisted by the trauma of death. Whatever its true nature is, those who have encountered it are inevitably filled with dread. And finally, there are the doppelgangers. Doppelgangers are also known as double walkers. They are typically a spirit that can mimic the appearance, voice, and mannerisms of anyone or anything it encounters. This could mean looking across the room and seeing an exact replica of yourself or watching what appears to be your sister strangling a cat even though she loves her cat. Tour guides at Waverly have reported seeing doppelgangers of themselves and others. In some cases, the doppelgangers were almost identical except for the black holes where their eyes should be. I've been to Waverly a few times now, but my favorite time is when we went on a six-hour tour. We got to Louisville at like 11 o'clock, and um, we started a historical tour at 12, and that lasted about an hour and 30 minutes. We went to each floor and talked about all the things that I just talked about, and then after that, we were set free to do our own paranormal investigation. We went all over the building, hit every spot. The first place we went was the body shoot, and I'll probably post some pictures from that on the Instagram. And if you're not following the Instagram, it is sleepless underscore nights underscore podcast. So make sure you follow. Um, but the body shoot was terrifying. It was just a long, dark hallway. If we didn't have flashlights, there's no way we would see where we were going. But it was really cool. We didn't catch anything there. Uh, we kind of just walked down and walked back up just to see it. Um, but I was with a group and somewhere halfway through we all got split up and I just got separated with one of my friends and then one of the guides and um, he took us to the fourth floor and we stayed there for the majority of the night and at the end of the hallway for the whole night there was some shadow figure and it would move from left to right down the hallway you could see it moving in front of the the light that was coming through the door at the end of the hallway and then at some point in the night, we believe 
the creeper actually showed up at the end of the hallway and at that point we kind of dispersed from the area for a little bit and we went to the next floor and we went to where the homeless man and his dog were murdered and just on that floor just the feeling in the air is just kind of like a like a sadness especially once you go into the room where they say he likes to stay it's just kind of a sad energy over there but eventually we um went downstairs to the lobby area where there's supposed to be some mean angry man that's supposed to be down there and it was really cool because there was just a really big group of people down there we all sat down on the floor and we did the Estes method and we had a session with the Estes method and some of the answers were coming out pretty clear whoever was down there didn't want us to be down there they told us to leave he told us that he was sitting in the corner of the room that was a little freaky we all looked over there and I was like what but that was pretty cool it was the first time I've ever got to witness the Estes method and uh, we did that for probably like an hour and then finally we went back upstairs to where we saw that shadow person and um, it was still there but someone had a flashlight with them so we put the flashlight down at the end of the hall and we asked a bunch of yes or no questions and I wish I would have gotten it on video but I was too busy being amazed by it <laughs> and um, so that happened and that was pretty cool it was one of my first actual paranormal investigations yeah I thought it was really awesome and I hope I get to do it again I really want to go back to Waverly it is one of my favorite places um, on my Instagram I asked quite a few different people if they had had any experiences at Waverly and one group it is cross-country paranormal said that Waverly is Waverly is where they saw their first full-body apparition it was a woman in white on the fourth floor, and it looked like she was in a 19, 1950s hospital gown. Just kind of cool. So if anyone else has any, like, paranormal or scary stories they would want me to share, you can just send them to me. You can DM them to me. There's a place on our website where you can uh, send them to me. It's under Share Your Story. And I'd love to hear them and read them and share them on the podcast. All right, and I think that is it for this episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you share and follow the podcast. It really helps me out to get uh, out there a little more. And uh, come back next week and we will talk about West Virginia State Penitentiary. Have a good night. <laughs>